Welcome to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast, where you can listen to everything related to the game of golf. Golf tips to help you improve your golf game, entertaining interviews, discussions about the latest in golf equipment, and so much more. Now, here is your host, PGA professional, Steve Goforth. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Go Forth in Golf. I'm your host, Steve Goforth, PGA professional at Willow Creek Golf Club and owner of Go Forth Golf Instruction. I have a great episode for you this time. Episode number 20, I'm going to be answering listener questions. So make sure you don't miss this segment of the podcast because I may be answering questions that you may not know about and maybe it could help your game or it could be that I'll be answering a question that could trigger your memory on something that could greatly improve your game because you may have forgotten about it. Whatever the case may be, you don't want to miss this. Also, I'll be previewing the PGA Championship from Kiowa Island at the Ocean Course. I'm going to give him my predictions on who I think you need to keep an eye on for this golf tournament, who I think may win that golf tournament, and also give you some insights to the golf course and what you can expect to see as they battle it out at the PGA Championship. So let's not waste any time. Let's jump right into episode number 20. Let's tee it up. Oh, he got all of that one. All right, it's Q&A time. I had some really good questions that were submitted to me. Thank you again for those that submitted these questions. And get ready to take some notes on these because you're going to learn a lot. They asked some questions that I really think can help everybody. So remember to be a student of the game. Pull out your notepad, pull out your phone or tablet or maybe your laptop. Make some notes because when you do that, you're going to retain that information a lot better. Maybe you can pass that information on to someone else. And always remember, you can come to me for a golf lesson. So anything I'm talking about here with this Q&A session or any concerns you may have, always feel free to give me a call. Set up that lesson. I can promise you we will pinpoint what's going wrong and we will fix that issue that you're having. For future episodes, don't be shy. Submit a question to me because you're going to remain anonymous. Don't feel embarrassed. I'm only going to refer to people by their first name. So if you have a question, again, don't be shy. Submit them to me because... I may not have a chance to do a one-on-one lesson with you because maybe you're outside of this area and I can help your golf game. So again, if I do another Q&A session, and I will not too far down the road, make sure you submit those questions to me. I'll put out that reminder that I'm asking for questions on my social media pages. So always be on the lookout for that. All right, let's not waste any time. Let's jump into these questions. Well, we're waiting. The first question comes from Rob, and he asks, My question is with regard to downhill and side slope lies. I really struggle with good contact when a downhill or side hill with the ball below my feet. Any tips for setup or swing adjustments to get better contact? That's an outstanding question, Rob, because a lot of golfers don't think a lot about those side hill lies or downhill lies. Because when they're on the lesson tee, maybe on the driving range, you got a pretty flat surface there. You're piping some golf balls out on the driving range, hitting them really well. Get out to the course, the ground underneath you starts changing. And all of a sudden, you start sacrificing contact. You start sacrificing consistency with your golf shot. And golfers just, they don't know what to do when they have that ground underneath them differing from that flat lie that they're used to on the driving range or maybe on the tee box when they're hitting their drive. So... I'm going to try to answer this question the best I can, and it's hard to describe this without having visuals to show you, but I'm going to try my best to describe it to you 
And please know that you can always come to me for a lesson. I've got an area, my teaching area at Willow Creek. I've got a lot of different slopes. That's why I go down there because I can simulate basically the four different lies that you may have on the golf course. And that's going to be a, a side heel with the ball above your feet, a side heel with the ball below your feet, and then that down slope where the ball could be below your feet or the down slope where the ball could be above your feet. So I have a great visual that I can send you via email that kind of shows you the pictures of how these lies look and then gives you description on how to set up for them. So let's tackle this question. You said, in regard to downhill and side slope lies, so you really struggle with that contact on a down slope or a side slope with the ball below your feet. So let's attack that side heel lie with the ball below your feet. So I want you to picture this. I'm going to assume you're a right-handed golfer here. So you're going to be a side heel. So the slope of the ground is sloping from your right to left, kind of towards the target, and the ball is going to be below your feet. How you want to set up to this, and this is key here, for all different lies on the golf course, it's all about the setup position and then trying to maintain your balance. Please never forget that. So I'm going to teach you how to set up to it, and then from there, just try to maintain your balance the best you can. Taking practice swings before that shot can really help you. Make sure you feel your feet under you. So if we have that side heel, again, sloping right to left towards your target, you want to position that ball back of center because it's going to help you strike the golf ball first because where the slope is from right to left going downhill, sometimes we catch the ground first before we catch the golf ball. And because we're sloping towards the target, this is the one line I'm going to tell you to go with gravity. Gravity is saying take Rob and throw him from right to left towards the target, and you want to make sure you want to go with that weight because it's moving towards your target. So put a little bit of extra weight on your left side at setup, ball position back of your stance, and then make the most balanced swing you possibly can. It may be that you have to sacrifice your tempo a little bit. Swing at a slower tempo to allow you to be balanced and to help you make that contact. The next one is downslope with the ball below your feet. So standing there, gravity is saying take you and throw you towards the golf ball. The ball is sitting below you. How you want to set up to this one is, since gravity is saying take Rob and throw him towards the golf ball, you want to set back on your heels just a little bit because it's going to keep you from going out towards your toes and falling forward towards the golf ball. I want you to bend the knees heavily, so more than normal, kind of towards the toes more so than over the shoestrings because that's going to help you get closer to that golf ball. And then I want you to grab as much golf club in your hand as you can get because since the ball's sitting below your feet, it's further away from you, right? So we need more golf club in our hand. So again, we're going to set up with weight kind of towards the heel so we don't fall forward because of that slope. We're going to get as much golf club in our hand as we can get and we're going to flex our knees a lot more to help us get closer to the golf ball. And then again, from there, make sure you're swinging in a balanced fashion. Take a couple practice swings. Make sure you're not going to fall forward towards the golf ball. And then once you feel your balance, once you feel your feet underneath you, go ahead and set up, make your golf swing. Rob, I hope this helps you. Remember, visualize a good golf shot. Don't step up over that golf ball thinking that you're going to miss hit this, because if you do, more than likely you will. I really believe that once you get this set up properly and you feel more balanced, you will make more consistent contact with the golf ball and get the results you're looking for. If you want me to send you that document I was telling you about, shoot me an email. I'll be happy to email that to you. Thanks, Rob. 
The next question comes from Mike. Mike says, hey, Steve, I've been improving with my golf, but one of my most frequent problems with iron play is hitting behind the ball. I feel like it's probably caused by swaying or weight shift, but I have not been able to correct it. I usually do it at least two or three times around. Any suggestions? Mike, what you want to think about here, if you're hitting the golf ball heavy, it could be caused from you swaying off the golf ball. So if you're moving off the golf ball, you being a right-handed golfer, if you're swaying to the right, what's going to happen here is that your golf club is going to bottom out behind the golf ball because you've moved your swing axis behind the ball with that sway movement on your initial takeaway, thus resulting in a heavy shot hitting the ground before you hit the golf ball. Another thing that causes heavy shots is being right side dominant, maybe pushing too much with the right hand instead of pulling more with the left. And then that lack of body rotation will prevent your weight from shifting over to your left foot, trapping that golf ball better, making better contact. So again, make sure you're not swaying to the right of the golf ball on your initial takeaway. That's going to make your swing arc change and you're going to bottom out behind the golf ball. Make sure you become more left side dominant. Pull with that left side. Get to your finish position because if you can get to your finish position, it's going to ensure that weight shifts to that lead foot, that target foot, that left foot, and then you're going to make better contact with the golf ball. Hope this helps you, Mike. The next question is from David, and David says, I find myself thinking of too many swing thoughts when I'm in my setup position before I make my swing. My golf group's getting really irritated with me because I take too long over the golf ball. How can I reduce my thoughts over the ball? What should I focus on? Another fantastic question. Yeah, you don't want to get your golf buddies mad at you for taking too long, creating slow play. That's never a good situation. But the most you want to have is a single swing thought. So whatever it is you could be working on with your game, maybe it's a smoother takeaway, maybe it's better tempo, maybe it's better bounce, whatever it may be that you're thinking about or working on with your game, never have more than one single swing thought over the golf ball. If you're not really working on anything in particular in your game, just really think about your target. Visualization. See the shot you're trying to hit. Literally see it flying in the air towards your target. And also just focus on the target itself. Whatever that may be. It could be the pin you're shooting at. It could be a spot in your fairway. Whatever it is, get really target-oriented. Think of only your target or the shot visualization. Because... In doing so, you tend to relax more. You think less about trying to make contact with the golf ball. You think less about your golf swing. You start trusting that a little bit more. And again, if you have something you're working on, don't think of multiple things at once. Figure out what is the most important thing I need to be thinking about right now in terms of my golf swing. Again, depends on what you're working on and focus on that. Most of the time, it's going to have something to do with the initial takeaway of the golf club because the downswing happens so fast, doesn't it? We don't have time to think about our downswing move. So maybe it's starting the golf club on a right path or tempo, and maybe it's just balance. But again, I cannot stress enough the importance of not going beyond that one thought because you start getting two, three, four thoughts. It's all over with at that point. You got so much going through your mind, it's going to be almost impossible for you to achieve a successful golf shot when you've got so much stuff going on and bouncing around that brain. Good luck, David. I hope this helps you. Just relax. One single swing thought, shot visualization or target visualization. The final question comes from John and John says, I'm not sure what bounce I should be playing on my wedges. How does bounce hurt or help my golf swing when I have a wedge in my hand? 
Great question, John. I'm going to refer you back to episode number six. I really go deep into what bounce is on a wedge and then what you want to look for. Should you go low? Should you go mid? Should you go high bounce? But how bounce will hurt or help your game is if you play with a wedge that is wrong for you in terms of bounce, say you're a digger, for example, you take a lot of divot and you're playing with a low bounce club, well, that low bounce is just going to make you dig even further into the ground. You're going to have poor contact or heavy contact with it. So if you're a digger taking a good divot with your golf shots, you want to go with maybe a mid to a high bounce on your wedge. And just the opposite of that, if you're someone that's a sweeper, you're picker, you just take a little bit of divot or no divot at all, you want to go with low bounce because that's going to get that leading edge of your wedge which is that bottom part of the face, digging into the ground a little bit, helping you create some divot, helping you create some spin on the golf ball. So if you're a sweeper and you have high bounce in your hand, that's going to hurt your golf shot because you may thin the ball more or blade it because that leading edge is going to catch the golf ball right in the middle. So that's how wedge bounce can help or hurt your game, depending on what's going on with you. So you got to determine, number one, am I a digger or am I a sweeper? And then from there, you can start determining which bounce you should go with. But I highly recommend you go back and listen to episode number six because that'll walk you through everything and explain bounce in a lot of detail to you so you will not have any doubt in your mind what you should be playing with. Good luck, John. I hope you start hitting wedges better and knocking those things tight making some birdies. That's going to do it for my Q&A session. Thank you so much again for submitting these questions. I hope these questions help you further your game along, improve your game, and remove some doubt that you may have had. Remember in the future when I advertise my Q&A session, don't be shy. Submit those questions to me. You can do it via email. That's sgoforth at pga.com. Or you can reach out to me on social media and submit those questions to me as well. Remember, don't forget, give me a call. Shoot me an email if you're interested in doing some golf lessons with me. We'd love to get you out to Willow Creek. Let's improve that golf game. Let's make you better. Let's drop that handicap down and help you enjoy this game even more. Oh, yeah! Woo-hoo! <laughs> you gotta love that! Woo-hoo! You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! If you want to take control of your health and feel so much better, I encourage you to check out Pure on Main. They have two locations on Main Street in downtown Greenville across from the Hyatt and another location on Cannon Street in beautiful downtown Greer. Pure on Main provides you with essential services and products allowing you to live a healthier, more fulfilling life. Pure on Main is one of the most exclusive and unique health and wellness centers in the upstate. They've been nominated as one of Greenville's best wellness centers for five consecutive years. Do you want to improve your endurance, increase your mobility in your golf swing, or get rid of joint pains? I can assure you Betsy and her staff are passionate about helping you improve your life. They have stores filled with beneficial items for your body and your soul. They also provide services such as colon hydrotherapy, massage therapy, ionic foot detox, and wellness consulting. Pure on Main is dedicated to helping and serving their community. Please give them a call and let them recommend top-of-the-line products that are results-driven. I get all of my wellness supplements from them, and I feel amazing. Visit their website at pureonmain.com. Again, that's pureonmain.com, where you can purchase their phenomenal products, or you can visit their downtown locations in Greenville and Greer. So what are you waiting for? Start living healthier and pure with the help of Pure On Main. You won't regret it.
The 2021 PGA Championship is here, and I'm very excited to watch this golf tournament. As all of you know, Kiowa Island is hosting this year's tournament at the beautiful and breathtaking ocean course there on the island. And I'll tell you what, it's going to present some really difficult challenges for all the participants in this year's tournament, and it's going to make for some great golf on television, I can promise you. I'm going to talk a little bit about the golf course itself, how the field was created, and then I'm also going to give you my predictions on who I think has a really good chance of winning this golf tournament this year, and ultimately giving you my overall pick, who I think is going to take home that PGA Championship this year. So let's jump right in. This can't talk because they ain't about hitting some little white ball in some yonder hole. It's about inner demons, self-doubt, human frailty, and overcoming all that crap. The defending champion Colin Morikawa will be joined by roughly 155 other professionals in this year's PGA Championship at Kiowa Island. Of those 155 other players, 25 of them are major champions, and most, if not all, are in the top 100 in the official world rankings and past PGA champions, as well as 20 PGA professionals like myself who qualified last month at the PGA Professionals Championships. I love this because they represent 29,000 fellow PGA members like me, and hopefully one day, who knows, maybe I can throw my hat in. That would be outstanding, wouldn't it? I would love that. We were introduced to the Ocean Course back in 1991 at the Ryder Cup, and of course that's the year the U.S. won, and Pete Dye built this golf course specifically for that Ryder Cup. The Ocean Course is known to be one of the most challenging courses in the world. They have these really strong winds that come off the Atlantic Ocean. It's that Lynx-style layout. They have the Paspalum grasses, and let me tell you something, some jaw-dropping ocean views that just create a remarkable playing experience. I've played the golf course, had that privilege, and I was just overwhelmed with some of the views that I had. And what I noticed about the golf course was how it changed from hole to hole. I mean, you may be playing a hole completely different than you did a hole prior or two holes prior. The wind picks up in certain spots. The way the design of the golf course is, it's just an unbelievable job that Mr. Dye did when building this course. Originally, he had designed the course to sit behind some sand dunes, but it was his wife, Alice, who said, you know what, let's raise the course level up a little bit. That way, the ocean views can be enjoyed more from all the holes. And uh, what a great idea that was by Mr. Dye's wife, because it definitely changed the landscape and the views of that golf course to make it even more breathtaking. So this field is created with former PGA champions who were still able or willing to play in the tournament. You also have the top 15 finishers in all the previous PGA championships who are allowed to play. The winners of the last five Masters, U.S. Opens, and Open Championships, they automatically qualify to play in this golf tournament. Also, the top 20 finishers in the PGA Professional Championship, like I mentioned earlier, and all team members of the previous Ryder Cup can also play, which I didn't really know that, or I kind of did, but had forgotten about it. So that was interesting. And then winners of any PGA Tour-approved tournaments are also given the tremendous opportunity to play in this tournament. Professional players who don't fit into any of these categories may receive a special invitation to play in it as well. 
as long as that's approved by the tournament committee. Going back to the golf course, it measures over 7,800 yards. That's from the championship tees, and the par is 72 for the course. Like I mentioned earlier, the course is beautiful, but it's extremely challenging, especially when that wind blows, which is very often at that golf course. I want to read a quote from Rory that pretty much sums up this golf course. Rory said, It is a great golf course, one of my favorites in the United States, but it can play like an entirely different course from day to day, even hour to hour, depending on the ocean trade winds. Rory hit the nail on the head with that description. I mean, that pretty much sums up the ocean course. I can remember the conditions, as I said earlier, being entirely different from hole to hole. And it was just something I had never experienced before. So I can't wait to watch the best professionals in the world compete at this golf course and see how they can sink their teeth into it. And uh, maybe the golf course sinks their teeth into them. But it's going to be fun to watch and see how low these scores can go this year if they go low at all, considering some of the tournaments we've been watching recently on TV. Kerry Haig is the PGA of America Chief Championships Officer and he will be overseeing the setup of the ocean course from the championship. And I want to read a quote from Kerry now in regards to the golf tournament. He says, The height of the rough will be dependent upon the spring weather leading into the championship. Our current plan is for the rough to be three inches, but we may adjust slightly one way or the other, depending on the prevalence of the ryegrass. With regard to green speed, we expect, to prepare them at championship speeds that are fair and reasonable for the location. Due to the likelihood of winds throughout the week, the actual green speeds will be slightly lower than at some other recent venues. And again, that's a quote from Kerry Haig, who is a PG of America Chief Championships Officer. So that gives you a little bit of a preview or a glimpse into the ocean course and the field itself and how that's created. So I'm going to jump into my top 10 picks for this tournament. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail like I've done in some of my other prediction shows for each player. I'm just going to kind of list my top 10. And I will say that any of the players that I'm going to list right now will have a really good chance of winning this. And like I said in my Masters preview and predictions, I wouldn't doubt if any of these guys come out on top. Of course, Hideki Matsuyama really surprised a lot of us and come away with the Masters victory. I was really thrilled to see that tremendous history being made there with his victory at Augusta National. So just like any other golf tournament, it's so difficult to predict who the winner is going to be because there's so many variables that can happen here. Golf is very, very difficult to predict a winner. But we can kind of get a good idea on the group of players that we need to keep an eye on that may walk out of there with that PGA Championship. At number 10, I'm going to go with Patrick Cantlay. I really feel like Patrick is due for a breakthrough in a major championship. He seems to play well. Hopefully he can get that victory this year. At number 9 is past PGA champion Brooks Kepka. you got to throw his name in the hat. He plays well in this tournament. He always has a chance of walking out of there would be remarkable if he could win another one. At number eight, Daniel Berger. Daniel Berger is another one. He's been playing great golf, tremendous ball striker, on the cusp of breaking through, kind of like Cantlay, and would like to see Daniel be very competitive. I think you will see him be very competitive and could also win this tournament. At number seven, I'm going to go with Dustin Johnson. 
Dustin hasn't been uh, performing the way we kind of hoped he would or thought he would in the 2021 season, but certainly can't take anything away from Dustin Johnson. He's remarkable, as everyone knows, could come out of nowhere at any point in time and could absolutely dominate the field with his talent. So at number seven is going to be Dustin Johnson. At number six, I'm going to go with John Rahm. John is another one that's right there on the cusp of winning that major. He wants it so bad he can taste it. Would love to see John finally get that major championship he's been looking for. He plays well in major conditions, so who knows? This could be his year. At number five, I'm going to go with Victor Hovland, another player that is just tremendous when it comes to how he performs in major championships or big tournaments. Victor would love to finally get a major championship under his belt as well. 25 to 1 odds for Victor to win. We'll see what happens and if he can walk out of there with his first major championship. At the number four spot, I'm going to go with Xander Shoffley. 22 to 1 odds. I feel like a broken record here. Yet another person that's right there on the cusp of winning that first major championship. Just has not done it yet. I really like Xander's swing. I like his demeanor. I like his ball striking ability. I like his short game. There's a lot of great things that Xander does that could classify him as a major championship winner. Let's see if he can get it done this year. At the number three spot, I'm going to go with Justin Thomas. Justin is playing well right now, a 14-1 to odd favorite to win the championship. I think a fan favorite. I love how he grinds, like I've said before, and he just he gets out there. He gets super focused. He wants it bad. Let's see if he can get it done. At the number two spot, Going with Jordan Spieth, 16-to-1-odd favorite to win this thing. I like Jordan a lot. like how he's playing. Love his intensity. Love his passion. I'm a big fan of Jordan's. Let's see if he can take home a PGA Championship this year. And number one, to no surprise, somebody that's red hot right now, past winner the last time there at Kiowa Island for the PGA Championship, Rory McIlroy. Man, I'm really digging Rory's game right now. He is feeling it. He is in a zone. His confidence is there. He's pure in the ball, and he's just fun to watch right now. Tremendous victory at the Wells Fargo Championship and a, a tournament he's won three times. I would really like to see Rory win this thing this weekend. Let's see what happens. But he's my number one pick. That's the guy, if I had to put my money on the line, if I had to Make a prediction on who I think that one player is that's going to win this championship. Got to go with Rory. You may have noticed that I left out Bryson DeChambeau, and I did it for a reason. Bryson clearly has been struggling with his game lately, just some inconsistencies. I mean, he's hit the ball well certain days during the tournaments, but just cannot seem to put it all together for four days. And, you know, until he gets that mojo going again, until he kind of shows that consistency for all four rounds, I got to leave him out of my top ten on this one. He didn't do well at the Masters. You know, he may surprise me. He may come out and just hit those bombs and have everything together, hit greens in regulation, and make some putts. Who knows? Uh, nothing personal against DeChambeau in any way, shape, or form. I like him. I just don't think uh, I'm seeing the consistency out of him to put him in my top ten uh, to win the tournament. So we'll see. We'll see how Bryson does. I'm always going to root for the guy and uh, wish him all the best. And hopefully for this tournament he can get things turned around and get that second major on his resume. We'll see. 
So that does it for my PGA Championship preview and predictions. I hope you enjoyed it. Look forward to watching the tournament this weekend. Get ready for some fun and exciting golf at the Ocean Course at Kiowa Island. You're not going to be disappointed in this championship. These conditions are going to be extremely difficult for these players. It's going to be fun to watch how they deal with the conditions, how they can overcome them, stay focused because it's going to be a mental game as much as it's going to be a physical game. And that part about it is just going to be super, super exciting. Good luck to all the participants. Have fun watching the tournament. Let's find out who the 2021 PGA champion is going to be this year. That concludes episode number 20. As always, thank you very much for pushing the play button and for taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to my podcast. Don't forget to go back and listen to the archives. There's 19 other episodes prior to this one, and maybe you haven't caught all of them, or maybe you'd just like to go back and listen to one you've already listened to because you just need a refresher or reminder about something. Whatever it may be, just remember you can always go back and listen to those other episodes. Please help me spread the word about my podcast. Tell other people that you know that you think may be interested in this podcast, helping them with their golf game, or it could introduce them to the game of golf because they're thinking about taking up the game. Just help me grow the game of golf. Help me grow this community that we've created. Help me grow my audience. Your help and your consideration is tremendously appreciated on this. Tag me in it if you want to on social media. Tell your golfing group, whatever it may be. Spreading the word about the podcast, spreading the word about the game of golf itself would only help this wonderful game that we love and we want to see grow and continue to thrive as much as we possibly can. Don't forget that episode number 21 will be dropping on June the 2nd. In that episode, I'm going to be talking about the importance of the correct grip on your golf clubs. How do you choose a good grip on your golf clubs, whether it be style, whether it be size, the grip is so important because that is the first contact between your hands and that golf club. And want to make sure that you have the right grip on there to help you improve your game and give you the consistency that we're looking for. So you don't want to miss that episode. Episode number 21 dropping on June the 2nd. Until the next episode, I hope you hit your drives long and straight. I hope you hit more greens in regulation. I hope you drain more putts. And most of all, I hope you have a great time. Never lose sight that that's why we play this game, to have fun. Don't forget to do something nice for somebody today. And remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game. You've been listening to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to receive alerts on new episodes. For more information, please follow us on social media at Go Forth Golf Instruction or visit our website at GoForthGolfInstruction.com. Remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game.